Welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest I am super excited about. She's on tour around the medias right now promoting her new movie, Judy, where she plays a role of a lifetime. She's doing a biopic of Judy Garland, and the critics out there right now are raving about this film. I'd like to introduce you all to Renee Zellweger. How's it going, Renee? Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I have just been in a media whirlwind with this tour, and yeah. um, I've, I've been so excited counting down the days to get to do your show. Well, oh, th- oh, thank you. Uh, I, that 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 is such a privilege just to have you here. Um, but uh, I want to address something real quick. Uh, this is really your first big screen roles in the last six years. You actually took a hiatus from acting. Uh, what have you been doing in all this time? And why was this the role that you chose to come back for? Well, I, it's, I think that it is, you know, it's, it's very pertinent um, that this is the role that's kind of bringing me back to the silver screen. And I think it's um, obviously very insightful that you picked up on that because I've been working a lot on my health uh, my physical health, my mental health, uh, spending time with my family. Um, I've been, you know, working in, in Hollywood for a long enough time that I feel like there was just a lot I missed out on in terms of enriching myself as an artist. Um, a lot of books I hadn't read, a lot of movies that I hadn't watched because I was too busy making my own. And um, that's something that I think, uh, you know, Judy Garland is a, a classic kind of victim of that what was she a victim of? Of, of, of being in Hollywood and um, really being, um, from such a young age, uh, working absolutely nonstop and never really having that time to heal herself. And um, that's evident in you know, the very tragic circumstances of her life and death, her relationship with her daughter. Um, you know, so wait, and, does and Liza Minnelli come up in the film? Well, um, I probably shouldn't say anything about that. Because then you might not want to go see it if, if I give you all the secrets. But, oh, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> we, 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 I think we know the life and times of right. Judy Garland. Right. Well, and it's interesting, too, because um, I think that Liza has had kind of a bit of a really great year in terms of media depictions. You know, you, she was um, represented in the Ver, uh, Verdon Fosse show on FX. Um, she's had a couple great um, turns in movies of her own. And, and I think that, um, you know, she's someone who's really done a good job of... Um, setting aside time for herself and and focusing on her health so she can do what she loves rather than acting um, at the cost of her health. And that's something that um, I just had to take a step back and focus on me, and I'm glad I did. I think that it. I think that it'll be reflected. Six in this years performance. is a long time, though. It's a it's a long time, um, but it went by so fast. It really yeah. did. So, what were you doing uh, for our listeners out there who don't know? You're from Texas. You mm-hmm. live in Texas still. Um, what was it like to just get away from Hollywood? It's really remarkable how quickly your hometown and, and your, your community will, um, really welcome you back, um, when, when you've been away. And even though obviously I'm somebody who everyone in my hometown knew, um, someone who has, has been in, uh, in the, in the spotlight, so to speak for quite a long, long portion of my life, um, everyone was still so welcoming and they treated me just like they did when I was a little girl growing up there. So lots of time out in nature, a little girl growing up there, like in Texas. Yes. Uh, when I was, you know, much younger. Okay. Um, but like, I mean, 
I, I don't mean to like call you out right now, but like you just turned fifty. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a it's a it's big like step in your life, you right. know. Right, and it's it's great that um, when so much of the media is focusing on my age and you know the fact that my oh, age I, I didn't up. yet again I did not no, mean I, to focus on no your I age. am glad that you brought it up because it is something that I think other people tiptoe around um, and it's nice to go back to a place where people don't see me, don't pity me for the fact that I'm turning 50 if that makes sense and that's something that you get a lot when you're a woman of a certain age in Hollywood um, uh, okay um, I mean okay so uh, I think uh, I look good for 50 you look great um, actually one thing Yet again, I feel a little guilty for bringing this up again. Uh, and I know this is an audio medium, so they can't see you right now. But uh, people have been uh, asking you about your looks and mm-hmm. like asking you if you've gotten work done because your face looks kind of different than when we last saw you. A little bit, yeah. And, and some of that, too, is just... Um, honestly, a lot of it is from not spending a ton of time uh, in Hollywood running myself ragged. Um, you know, I think that when you're out of Hollywood and out of the spotlight for a long time, um, people tend to forget what you look like. And then if you come back and you maybe have had a little bit of extra Botox while you have that downtime, um, sure, it shows up a little bit more. You're not doing things as incrementally as when you're constantly in the spotlight. But I'm, I'm very happy with the way I look. And I don't see any reason for other people to critique me. I'm, I mean, I'm great. I'm in great shape. Um, yeah. Partially, partially because of, of this movie. And I was about to say, what was the training like for this movie? Like... That whole six years you were off, were, how much of it were you prepping to play Judy Garland? Um, I would say probably the last two years um, really were really focused on that. And before that, it was sort of more just enriching myself generally. And that was where, um, and, and, and you know, I think that um, I have a pretty considerable uh, roster of, of films that involve musical performance. Um, of course. In, I mean, in my most notably Chicago. Right. Yeah. Um, and you were nominated for Academy Award. Yes. Yeah. That was um, really a peak in my career. And I think it I think it changed what people thought of me as being able to do. I think that maybe people didn't expect um, that kind of really over the top performance um, from me and uh, from Catherine, who, you know, was opposite me in that movie. Yeah, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Um, and yeah. she's, you know, she and I are still good friends. We still talk frequently. It's amazing. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, I think that the thing with, with Judy, um, this is kind of similar in that it's showing people what I'm capable of as a performer, but in a, in a different way. And, you know, ro- the character of Roxy Hart, um, a lot of her emotional weight and her emotional depth um it's it's really comes from the relationships that she has she's very conniving um and obviously you know judy is kind of in this similar always scrabbling for stardom so wait, Ju- judy garland was conniving no 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 she's she's placed in a position from a very early age where she has to stay on the ladder um you know the movie studios are giving her amphetamines um the people in her life are forcing her to act when she doesn't want to you know she's well, that's, that sounds very tra- tragic from a really early age um she was kind of placed on this ladder that she didn't want to be on as opposed to roxy hart who you know w- would be willing to do Caught anything her way up yes yeah would murder her way there and so i think it's 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 interesting because there is that same level of performance and of um, kind of being a multi-hyphenate, which obviously Judy very much was, um, but taking taking a sort of different emotional weight behind it, and I think that that's significant, mm. especially um, you know at the age I'm at now. I'm I'm at an age where yeah, oh, that was another thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, so Judy Garland is most famous for her younger roles, mm-hmm. like you know playing Dorothy and, and mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz. Uh, 
Are you, are you you're playing her at, at a later age in her life? Uh, what is that like to like show us this lesser known Judy Garland? And uh, did you have to also play her young? And what was it like playing? I have so many questions. I... Well, I don't want to give away too much of the film, um, but I will say that yes, it does primarily focus on her um, later in her life when she had really been a star for decades at that point. And one of the really interesting things that you see emerge, um, and that you know, as someone who kind of followed her her life and her story, um, something that people in in the moment, you know, people who had been lifelong Judy fans saw emerge is this really um, cunning, really clever sense of humor. Um, and the way that she's able to poke fun at herself. Um, oh, no, I mean, she was yeah. actually very famous for like being a co- comedic. Right, for having that kind of, you know, being able to laugh at herself um, when she I mean, even in weight. like uh, A Star is Born, mm-hmm. like you can see her like right. comedic chops. Right, yeah. And that's, I, I mean, obviously, you know, we just had that remake of A Star is Born. Yes. Um, and I would definitely say that um, it's my favorite after the Judy version. Um, You're not, so not a fan iterations. of the Barbara Streisand version? I, I love Barbara Streisand. Um, and Barbara, I don't former love guest of the podcast. Yes. Very recently. Friend of the pod. Yes. Um, but I would say, um, just like you said, Judy brings something to the screen that um, really is uniquely her. And so the fact that I was even offered this role is, is just a joy to me and a real, a real privilege and a real honor um, because I have been such a lifelong fan and a fan of her in her younger years when she did, you know, meet me in St. Louis and mm-hmm. um, as she got older and she was doing shows at Carnegie Hall and doing these great album recordings and um, really just uh, bringing, giving everything that she could to people. And that's, I think, really remarkable. Yeah. She just, she pulled no punches. Sounds like it. All right. Switching gears a little bit. Uh, you've been taking a lot of personal time. You've been taking a lot of self-care. What is your self-care routine? Well, I, I think that the best things in life are free. Um, and so I, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of my life has been spent in kind of trying to keep up with the Joneses, uh, so to speak. And so I've been doing Keeping a lot of... Keeping up with the Bridget Joneses? I'm glad you picked up on that. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of my life has been, um, in the last few years, it's been a lot of reading, a lot of getting caught up on novels. Um, you know, my friend Reese has a book club. I'm a very proud member of that. Um, and she picks really great books. So, um, I've been reading a lot of the books that are recommended by her club. Um, what- what has been your favorite book to read? What, what can you recommend to our listeners right now? Um, well, Lauren Groff's The Fates and the Furies um, is a great, great novel. The Fates uh, and the Furies? It is one that actually... So not The Fate of the Furious. No, The Fates no, not, not and the, f- the Furies. I would love to be in a Fast Five movie. Give me that. Um, but uh, this is actually... Um, Barack Obama named it one of his favorite books the oh. year that it came out. And um, it's great. I think it might have won a National Book Award. Um, I've been going through um, a couple different biographies, um, been reading um, about the presidents, uh, reading about LBJ. Um, I read the Ron Chernow's uh, George Washington biography. So- that was sounds like you, you've you got quite a collection of like nonfiction there. I have, yeah, I try to, I try to um, sort of go back and forth between fiction and nonfiction. Um, I think that it's important to kind of let yourself be grounded in the real world and, and the history of our great nation, but uh, also, you know, be able to escape. And I, I found that um, I kind of like to go through all uh, the um, Man Booker prize winner lists and, and pick a couple from there. Um, and just pretty much any award-winning novel I, I add to my Amazon cart. And I love to sit on the porch with a glass of iced tea and uh, just get reading. That's, that's, that's my idea of a great night in. Now, uh, as far as family life mm-hmm. goes, 
You, you're you've n- only been married once, and that was only for one year. You you've currently been with longtime boyfriend uh, Doyle Bramall, but you've dated a lot of celebrities. Um, you've never had kids, uh, so are are you you're just really into like your not into yourself, but like wh- why not create a family for yourself? You know, I I think I'm very lucky to be surrounded by other great artists and also other people who have kids of their own, um, who I've been really lucky to have. Um, I don't want to say I've had a hand in raising, but who I've been lucky to watch grow up. I mentioned my friend Catherine. Um, she, yes. when we were filming Chicago, she was actually pregnant. Um, and uh, so, you know, I've gotten to watch her kids grow up. Um, my, you know, my friend Angelina, she and I text pretty frequently and hearing what she's had to deal with as a mom um, kind of makes me glad that I, I can watch these kids grow up and, and, you know, support my family members who have kids, but not have to, you know, feel like I'm being a bad mom by choosing to do what I love, which is still acting, which is acting and and singing, especially. Um, There's a lot that I want to try in the future. And I, I see how kids could fit into it, but it doesn't seem fair to them and it doesn't seem fair to me. Yeah. No, that's fair. And also, like, I mean, it's hard to, as you get older to raise a family. Right. Well, and, and especially, um, you know, this is something, too, that came up in the filming of, of Judy. It, it's no matter what you do when you're already in the spotlight and you bring a child into that world, um, it can a lot of ways get out of your hands. There's a lot of things that are out of your control. And I don't want to make a child feel like they have to resent me for bringing them into the world. If that makes sense. Of course. I mean, speaking of the spotlight again, uh, you, you, you're you most known for, like, as you said before, the sh- sh- movie Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cold Mountain is the movie you won an Oscar for. Right. And then uh, what we m- mentioned before is the Bridget Jones series, like Bridget Jones Diary, Bridget Jones Baby, all three of them, very h- highly successful films. Um, then also you were, like, for a while, you were just in a lot of romantic comedies. Right. Um, what, what has the transition been like going from like that Bridget Jones romantic comedy world into like the performer you are today? Because I don't know, it doesn't feel like you're pursuing those roles anymore. You know, I, I mentioned a little bit ago, we were talking about my, my reading habits and, um, I think that it's kind of similar in that you kind of, you can vacillate back and forth, um, between types of media and, um, you know, with Bridget Jones, that's, I think that some people would look at that as an entry-level role, and I think that that's... I mean, you were nominated for an Oscar for Bridget Jones, so I, I, I doubt that that's an entry-level Well, level I mean, role. that kind of movie, um, okay. if that makes sense. That kind of rom-com that is very women-driven. It's the same attitude that people have towards Chicklet, um, you know, the, the types of books that are aimed at women. Um, okay. And Bridget Jones, as you know, was based off a book in the first place. Yeah. I um, mean, and I think that people are quick to disregard that as kind of fluff, um, but I think that, uh, the skills that you build there and, and especially giving a very convincing emotional performance, um, in the ridiculous situations that Bridget finds herself in having that convincing performance there, um, translates to sort of those, those meteor roles, those more dramatic roles that, um, are going to get you the Oscar nods, um, or, or the, the big buzz around them. Um, I mean, it does seem like you're doing an Oscar buzz worthy role. Currently, I sure, I sure hope so. Uh, I mean, the, <laughs> from what all the critics are saying right. right now, they're they're definitely putting you on that short list of like best actress contenders right now, which I mean, w- which is huge for you. But I mean, you also already have an Oscar, so right. Well, and I think I think that that too is. Um, they say it's you, an honor just to be nominated, and, and it truly is. Um, and it's 
it's an honor to be nominated, especially when it's a role that you really you feel like you've really made your own and grown into. Is that a weird way to put it? I feel like I've grown into this role more so than when I started. And I you know what? And I felt that way a couple times throughout my career. I felt um, definitely with Bridget Jones that it was something I was eager to do, but I didn't know if I could do it justice. Um, But I feel like ultimately I did. And I guess the series um, lends itself to that idea, too. But with Judy, I mean, obviously, she's just such a a paragon of talent that it was difficult to approach it and feel like I was going to be able to give it, you know, what she deserved. And I I do feel like I've grown into that role um, because I've let myself I've, I've allowed myself to, to have that, that freedom and that ability to believe. And, and that definitely comes from having, you know, roles like Chicago or Bridget Jones, where I didn't necessarily know going in if I could do what was expected of me. And then I surpassed people's expectations. Of course. Um, before we uh, get into the next portion of our show, I, I want to mention something. Because you've been talking a lot about literature and uh, your, your passion for books. Would you ever write a book yourself? You know, I've toyed with that concept quite a bit, um, and I've that's part of the reason, too, I've had so much downtime in the last few years. Um, they, the, they say to, to write a book, you need to read at least 100. Um, that's kind of a, a, a phrase that I've heard, heard thrown around, and um, I'm, I'm right now, I'm at about 70 books a year, wow. um, which is pretty good, Yeah, pretty good, considering I, you know, even if I'm not out in the spotlight, I still have other... Um, I think growing up, I had to read, like, 25 books for, like, right. school. So that's that's, that's one like book three, every four years. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, like, three times that, right? That's, right. Yeah. So I am... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping... Uh, you know, I even though I've been out of the spotlight the past several years, I've still been busy behind the scenes, obviously working with my agents, my publicist, a um, couple different brand partnerships and things like that. Um, but I, I do think that... Um, all of that reading I've been doing has prepped me to kind of consider it um, as something that might happen down the line. And I do think, you know, um, like you said, I am turning 50. So I, I think I have a stocked up some wisdom that I can pass yeah, on. I'm especially, sure people want to hear right. what stories you have and like how you've been able to survive celebrity, unlike some other uh, famous people. Right. It is. And it is a challenge. It's a challenge, especially when you start young, um, when you are trying to be selective about roles, but, um, you know, you don't want to be seen as picky or, or pigeonholed into being really difficult. So, uh, it's a challenge. And I I think that if what I can share, you know, be it in a book, be it here with you, uh, helps another performer down the line, then I've done my job. All right. Well, with that said, I want to move into our, uh, speed round here. We play a couple games on the show. These games feel inappropriate to play with you because you've been so nice to me right I'm, now. I'm ready to get mean. Yeah, yeah, I'm I, ready. I, I, I guess. Um, <laughs> the first game we were playing here is called Fuck Mary Kill. Basically, I have three names here listed here, and you tell me which category each name goes into. So I themed this one. They're all former lovers of yours. Great. Um, also, all former guests of the show. Excellent. So the names are Jim Carrey, Bradley Cooper, and Jack White. Okay, well then, definitely fuck Jack White. Okay. Um, that was a good experience for you. He, he, he was he was nice. Uh, out of these three, yep. Um, <laughs> Mary. Oh gosh, that's so tough. No, I guess it would have to be. Um, well, I think I would marry Jim Carrey. Oh really? I thought um, I thought you were going a different way with this. You know, he has had in the last couple of years such a renaissance in his acting. Um, I just want to get in on the ground floor. I want to know what I can. I want to steal secrets. It's it's totally self-serving. Okay. Um, and then I would kill Bradley Cooper. Oh, no. Speaking of A Star is Born. Yep. 
<laughs> I would kill Bradley Cooper with uh, my that, bare hands. Oh boy, and that was the ending of A Star Is Born. Oh, no, a you, star didn't, is you didn't. You killed. didn't. You didn't. No, kill he him killed though. himself. Yeah, that's spoiler. spoilers. <laughs> All right, with that said, let's move into our next game. We like to do a little bit of word association here. Basically, I say a word, and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. First word, jazz. Oh, danger. Wizard. Oz. Diary. Ooh, food. Planner. Also food. I've been on a meal plan, the one that Beyonce got uses. It, got it, Yeah. Uh, journal. Oh, gosh. Um, uh... Wall Street. I've been reading a lot of newspapers, too. Hiatus. Peace. Yeah. Return. Victory lap. And comeback. Ooh. Wasn't that that great show with um, the girl from Friends? I, I, I'm unaware. The girl unaware. who played Phoebe. The comeback with Lisa Kudrow. Lisa she was so good in that. That got canceled. Uh, yeah, uh, I binged that. I, I, I binged. Never... Listen, I wasn't just reading. I binged some TV, too. But that was a great show. All right. Well, that's about all we have time for today. I want to thank Renee Zellweger for stopping by. Renee, is there anything you want to say to our listeners before you head out? Um, you know, I, I really hope that you all enjoy the film, Judy. Um, I, I hope that you're looking forward to it. And do know that it was just the biggest labor of love, of, of adoration for her. And um, thank you so much for having me. This really has been a delight. And um, I think that you've asked me about such a great range of topics from my career and I, I think that um, yeah this is just a delightful conversation and I'm so glad that you thought to have me on it really I really am just touched of course and thank you for coming and thank you all for listening and we will see you all next time Thank you again for listening to the Yes and I Am podcast. This podcast has been completely improvised, so instead of having the actual Renee Zellweger with us here today, has been my buddy Hattie Hayes. How's it going, Hattie? Oh my goodness, it's great. Is this my real voice? Am I talking? Yeah. I don't know what I did yeah. for Renee. Yeah. So uh, in my I, head, I don't think you did a voice at all. I did not. I just talked kind of. This was softer. the most sincere interview <laughs> we have ever done. <laughs> I, I was like, uh, well, these all sound like <laughs> answers that uh, Renee would give. Well, that's the thing. It's like I'm like she would never fuck around. She wouldn't. Like, um, and like I could picture like you know the way her mouth is shaped. I was like I'm gonna at first I was like I'm gonna do that with my mouth because I think that's why her voice sounds like it does. And then I like did it. You know the little like like her mouth is like a perfect circle. Yeah. And I could not do it. And I was like no, nope, we're just gonna. I, I <sighs> like the thing is though is like I, I I think of like does she have a like an actual like sound to her voice or is that just characters she's doing? That's the problem. I'm like, have I ever watched her just like, talk? In Cause an like interview? in Bridget Jones diary, she's like, got like a British accent. Doesn't right. she? Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's, but she's from she's Texas. Chill. Right. And I'm like, uh, well, and, it's and then I was thinking of like Chicago, but then she was putting on an accent for that. Right. And then I guess the closest would be Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Maybe? Cause she, she's in Jerry Maguire. Yeah, the, the you had me at hello. Yeah, yeah, so that would be the closest, I guess. Um, and then I've watched um, the trailer for Judy a bunch of times. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched it yet. It's it looks really good. Yeah, um, I, I, I I'm like it's one of those things that I'm like I'm going to see it. I ha I have Regal Unlimited, so <laughs> <laughs> I have no reason not to. In this house, we have Regal. I'm an AMC Stubbs gal myself, but um, no, this was well, and it was. I'm like, she, I don't think, I think that she, like, especially because of the movie that she's promoting, I'm like, 
No, she would be like real. She's she's in Oscars mode. Like she wouldn't say anything. Cr- I, super I don't crazy. know if she like. But then there there's the, the ones that like get into like the like this overly pretentious like. Right. Oh yes, it was a lot of work I had to do because the work is so much important, and to do it justice to the character, and like he gets the hoity-toity right. fucking Leonardo DiCaprio's of the world. Well, and I really do think that like I'm like picturing like her character in Chicago, who's all like, "Yeah, I uh, I'm just a little housewife, and uh, I didn't kill anybody. Uh, he reached for the gun, and then I mean, it's so put upon because really like." On the inside. Do you have a favorite <laughs> Renee Zellweger film? Um, man, I was obsessed with Chicago for a long time in mm-hmm. high school, and and I've um, rewatched it. It doesn't hold up as much as I thought it did. I I think that it was one of those that was like me and my high school best friend. Like that was like our movie, mm-hmm. and I was a blonde, she was a brunette. So like we signed our Valentines to each other. Roxine Velma, um, Catherine Zeta Jones really was pregnant during the filming. Really? Okay. Yeah. So she, I didn't make that she up. has a kid. <laughs> yeah. And okay. she, yeah. So th- that kid is like not listed online. <laughs> um, yeah. She's. Who did she have a kid with? I have no clue. I just know was she it was with Kenny pre- Chesney. Was she with Kenny Chesney? She's the only one who she was ever married to for I a have, year. 2007. No, no. Got Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh, not, Catherine Zeta. Yeah, I, I, I thought you were talking about his name. No, no okay. Catherine. Oh yeah. No, that's with uh, Michael Douglas. Okay. I don't know. They, but, they were like married forever. Is Michael Douglas Batman? No, no, no. Michael Douglas. Who am I thinking of? Uh, Who let is Michael Douglas in? I told you, I don't Michael know any Michael Douglas is in so much. I don't know. He, Michael he, he, Keaton is Batman. No, uh, did you see the Ant-Man movies? Yeah. Yeah, he's the, like, the old man. Is he? Yeah. He's, he's Howard profess- Pym? Yeah, Howard Pym, yeah. Mm, I'm real bad with celebrities. Yeah, it's Michael Douglas. I can't Douglas. believe that you picked one who I know and who I, like, had at least a brief obsession with. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm, like... <laughs> I don't know. I think Renee is elder. We I think I, we miss her as like a culture, yeah. like because she was there's something that was like so sweet and genuine about her um, that like she never like even Roxy Hart wasn't really that much of an edgy performance. Right. It, it was like very like like people fell in love with her in that performance. You know. Right. Well, and I do I do really think that the Judy timing the timing of the Judy movie is really interesting because we did have that Fosse Verdon. Is Liza Minnelli still alive? Yeah, she's very alive. Um, I wasn't sure. She's, I think she's in something and she, she was on Arrested Development. Okay. Um, and the, I think she was in the most recent season. And then I think she's in something else coming up recently. I wonder if she makes a cameo in Judy. I bet she does. Okay. I would not be surprised. Um, she's in something else that I watched recently where I was like, Eliza? Hello. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought that, I do think that it's like interesting timing. Um, and I do think it's, I think that it, this is a good comeback role for Renee. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure she's going to get a lot from it, but it, it just seems weird because like, it seems like everyone from her time has like gotten like a taste of like big blockbuster films and stuff she still feels very like 2000 summer of 2004 that's like how she feels to me mid-budget films like rom-coms like that's what i think when i think renee zellweger i think rom-coms i think bridget jones yeah and was she who was has she done another biopic uh, I, I feel like she has, but I, I'm, I'm uncertain. I'm going to check right now, which yeah, makes for up. great audio content. The great audio content of us pulling up the internet. Um, I, and I am, I am glad that you picked her, if only because um, it forced me to think about her. <laughs> when it's like, when's the last time I thought about Renee Zellweger? Like, sincerely, like definitely when the Judy trailer first came out. And I do think that she looks great in it. Um, like, but I'm glad that you brought up the plastic surgery thing because that is um, 
that is something that has been like the only thing in the headlines about it. Yeah, no, and like who cares really? Right. Like I and I like I, I don't want to like even harp on it. So right. she did a whole bunch of bad movies, and that that was like wh- another reason why she stepped away. Yeah. Oh, um, monsters. She was in B movie. Oh, I'm sad I didn't talk about B movie. Yeah, we did not talk about B movie. I forgot to like, talk about how she fucked a bee. Yeah, it, it was that that was she that, fucks a bee. Do they, do they have? She sex? leaves her human husband for a bee. I don't know. There's there's just so many like weird she's movies sure she's done, like New in Town, Case Thirty Nine, The Whole Truth, same same kind of different as me. Ugh. All of these feel like knockoff Sandra Bullock movies. I know. Is that the right way to describe? Uh, oh, that's the name of this, the, the, the second, of Bri- second Bridget Jones movie. Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason. What did you call it? I, 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 I skipped it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it. I said Bridget Jones's baby. <laughs> Just like. Oh, that's really funny. I wouldn't have. I've, the second I've, one. Because Bridget Jones' baby is, is certified fresh. Um, I've only Br- seen the first Bridget one. Jones, Edge of Reason, apparently a really bad movie. And yet they made a third. Yeah, but the, they went back to good. Because Bridget Jones' Diary's got an 81%. Yeah. It's like a classic. Uh, I think she like hit her stride in like early 2000s. Yeah, and that's, that's why I said, man, summer of 2004. Yeah. That's where it puts you. Yeah. 2000, she had Nurse Betty. 2001, she had Bridget Jones' Diary. 2002, oh. she had Chicago. She had White Oleander, which I forgot to- about. 2003, Cold Mountain. Like in uh, 2005, Cinderella Man. So that that's like a good chunk of like oh, I think good movies. I think my parents rented Cinderella Man, and then like the last ten minutes of the DVD didn't work, and so they never saw it at the end. <laughs> it I think was it was fine. That. It, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's one of those like oh, this movie was made in a certain time period where like we still cared about like these white like boxer right. dudes white problems white boxer problems yeah i just need to feel my feed my family oh. i'm a hard working man i saw a trailer for a movie like that edward norton's directing a film about like the 20, 1920s and he's like a detective or something and like i could care less right like i, I saw this trailer and i was just like I, I feel like I've seen this movie and a thousand times. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care about the 1920s anymore. That's how I feel about every TV show. That's like, it's the future. They wake up in pods. Are they clones? And I'm like, probably like, like <laughs> I feel like there's 30 shows that are like, it's the future. And these people are in a tub of liquid. What does it mean? And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. It's Gattaca. It's uh, Gattaca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm it, it, down. It's Gattaca. I, I, okay. So she's done a, a Renee's going back to Renee's. Oh, yeah. I'm looking. She's done a lot of like voiceover, like uh, animated films. She did Shark Tale. Oh, I loved Shark Tale as a she youth. She did, as you said, B movie. Yeah. She did Monsters versus Aliens. It's interesting too that I can't think of her voice. Oddly enough, Monsters versus Aliens. Her highest grossing film of all time. That's crazy. Because <laughs> when I think Renee Zellweger. I think Monsters vs. Aliens. Man, and now I'm like, why can't I like imagine her flirting with a bee? Like, why can't I even hear her voice in my head? What's wrong with me? Um, and now I want to know. No, I'm, I'm thinking of like Shark Tale. I like, and like, now I, now I just want to play Renee Zellweger interview. Does she have a Texas accent? I don't think so. Because I can't. I don't like. I can't even think of her ever doing like a like southerny role that would at least like lend itself to that. And um, I think Reese Witherspoon might be from the so south. Wait, does she have a British accent? <laughs> so, so we're watching an interview of her right now. Wait, does she have a southern <laughs> she accent? She has a very strong southern accent. No way! Wow, I had 
I had no idea. Did you? Uh, no. I never, ever, ever would have guessed. And I, hey, that sounds, see, I, she, she's sincere. She's sincere. No, of course. I, 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 I <laughs> like, I, I never thought of her as not a sincere person <laughs> and not a sweet person. Wow. wow. So we went way off with We that. went way off with the voice. I'm so sorry. And the worst part is I probably could have done it. I'm from Missouri. You're, oh, you're from Missouri? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, she just talks like my grandma. She, talk, she oh, just talks like this. Well, I don't know. I could have, I don't know if I would have made a movie about my life. It'd be so boring. <laughs> People fall asleep in the theater. I mean, that's what she sounds like. Yeah. Wow. Bridget Jones. I See, that sounds wrong, right? Yeah, exactly. That doesn't like, I Judy feel like, Garland. I, no. I feel like if you were doing a Southern accent, people would be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like people would be mad. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm like, so are all of her voices in her movies, just her trying to not talk in a Southern accent and it comes off real weird. I guess. Because, wow. like, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to think of a movie where she has a southern I know. accent. What is, like, do people just think, like, oh, her southern accent? I feel like we've discovered something this, right now. This feels like a breakthrough, even though apparently it's just who she is. Yeah, common knowledge. Wow, this is really weird. It feels like it's it's a, uh, like, Mandela effect thing where I'm like, no, I could have sworn. Yeah, that no, that was I, not I, I heard her with a regular, like. Kind of nasally voice. Yeah. Like, wow. So now I'm like, oh. Wow, this is so weird. I always thought she just had like an Eastern Atlantic accent, you know? Yeah, like, oh, you went to theater school, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, or just like a, a normal talking voice. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, it, that is a strong Southern accent. That's, it was very strong. Okay. And and all the, all I guess the it's more like, weird for how many other accents she's done in movies, but apparently it has not diminished. Yeah, no, that's like when you hear, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who played Batman. Uh, Not Michael Douglas. No, no, no. <laughs> the one that in the, the someday I'll learn who that is. The Dark Knight films. Uh, what's his name? Mm. Uh, I've seen them all. Don't yeah. know his name. Yeah, he's no. not Bane. Yeah, Bane no. is Venom. <laughs> Right? Yeah, you're not wrong. That's Tom Hardy. I learned um, that. Yeah, no. Uh, what was it? Christian Bale? Yeah, Christian Bale. Yeah. Like when you hear Christian Bale do interviews, he has this like strong Welsh accent, and you're like, really? What is this voice? I've never heard that. I, I've only. I guess when I think of Christian Bale's voice, I just hear him going like Rachel. Yeah, exactly. It. Like I, I, I couldn't tell you any of the dialogue from I any mean, of I've the seen Dark a ton Knight of Christian Bale movies. I don't know what he's in besides Batman. Sorry, he's in I'm, like all like Nolan films and stuff, and I don't know. He's he's Christian Bale. He's in like uh, American Hustle. Uh, uh, that has Amy Adams, who the, is my favorite person. The fighter. I I don't think I have done an Amy Adams episode yet. Uh, I've been waiting to do one. Um, should I have given you Amy Adams? No, because I would have just been like, here's some facts about Amy Adams. Do you want to know about how she was born in Italy? Do you want to know about the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous? Because I know everything about the making of that movie. What do you want? Um, it's good because we would have been here for three hours and yeah. I would not have let you leave. I would have been like, you can go. I'm just going to continue talking. Talk about Amy room. Adams. I could talk about Amy Adams for six hours. Um, Does yeah. Amy Adams have an Oscar? No, and she deserves one. Yeah, I feel I'm like she's sure been she nominated it. so many she times. She is the Leo of women um and she's gotten a bunch of other awards but um no but she's great honestly her performance in vice when she plays dick cheney's wife is that's <sighs> another christian bale film i don't christian bale plays Jake, dick cheney does he really yes i was looking at amy <laughs> adams the whole time yeah uh, no that's christian bale and, as dick cheney i literally did not have any clue whatsoever yeah. um i don't I don't That's another episode write. I need to do. I need to write these down. <laughs> write them down, yeah. Yeah, um, of, of episodes I need to do. Amy <laughs> Adams and Christian Bale. No, Amy Adams, uh, it's weird, too, because she's been in such a wide variety of things and, like, so many things that, like, should have gotten a nod and did not. 
Um, but someday her time will come. Yeah, I mean, she's still young. Also, yeah. th- but like, she's not as young as you'd think. Right. Because like, she she acts with a lot of actresses that you think are like, oh, um, they're all the same age, like Natalie Portman's up. Natalie Portman's like 10 years younger than Amy Adams. Yes. Well, Natalie Portman got started really young. Yeah. So, but... But, like, they you, they always get, like, kind of lumped together yeah. with them. Uh, Anne Hathaway, same yep. group. But Nat- Natalie Portman and Anne Hathaway are, like, the same age. Amy Adams, 10 years older than yeah, them. Yeah, which is very interesting. I just found out Scarlett Johansson, I think, is, like, young. Yeah, she and is. And I had no idea. She's, like, 33. I had no clue. I had yeah. none. I, did, I also, like, didn't know anything she was in. Was she in Gattaca? No. Was she in The Island? The Island is Gattaca. No, she's in all those Avengers movies. Well, yes, but other than that, I did not know what she was in. Ghost World? Mm, have not seen it because Under it has the ghosts. Skin? It has ghosts. That sounds scary. Uh, sorry. No. <laughs> Ghost World? Girl, Ghost World has nothing to do with ghosts. It's, it's about too scary. Mm-mm. No, no, there's no scary elements ghosts. to it. There, there's no ghosts in it. A whole it. world of them. There, there's I'm no ghosts scared. in Ghost World. That's Ghost the same World reason, is just about two girls. It's the same reason I won't watch Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm like, no, I no. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas is scary. Ghost World has nothing to do with ghosts or anything. Mm-hmm. It's it's a coming-of-age story mm-hmm. of two girls. Can I just watch Empire Records twice, which Renee Zellweger was in? Yeah, no, that was like her start. Yeah, she's hot in that. Um, you want to know weird? what Renee Zellweger's very first movie was? Yeah. You're not going to like it. Okay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Wow, I am... Very surprised by that information. Also, is that her only Texas movie? Yeah, they're, they're, that's where the accent that's, was. That's where it's they're like, she has this t- southern accent. Wow. Um, I, I think she had a southern accent in Cold Mountain. Okay. There's the Civil War movie she was in that she won the Oscar for. I never watched it. I didn't watch it. I had no interest in it. Cold Mountain just makes me think of the Jennifer Lawrence Oscar movie, Winter's, Winter's Bone. Bone? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, those sound the same to me. They sound like... <laughs> what? They sound like Oscars in the wilderness. Sound, Oscars sounds in lame. the wilderness. I don't... Not interested. No ghosts, no trees. Oh, boy. Give me uh, only things that happen in the city and have dialogue. Other Scarlett Johansson movies. Uh, Don John. Big fan of that one. That's with uh, Isn't it like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Now, I get him confused with Daniel Day-Lewis because they both with have Daniel Day-Lewis? three names. <laughs> I could understand getting him confused with James Franco because they look alike. Hmm. Haven't thought of him in so long. He has James a brother. Franco? Dave Franco? Yeah. Somebody's married to his brother. Um, that, that's, uh, what's her name? Uh, from uh, Community. Uh, <laughs> you're shaking your head. The one that's in Glow. Have you watched Glow? Alison Brie. I love Alison Brie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. Dave Franco's married to I had no idea Alison she Brie. was in Community. I've never seen that, Community. That was where she got her start. Why would I know that? Because it's great. I haven't seen it. It's a very good show. <laughs> I've seen, you should watch it. I've seen Chicago 38 that's where, times. That's and where that's Donald <laughs> Glover got his start was in Community, too. Yeah, well, I, uh, yeah. I and Donald Glover's great. I know he is, but <laughs> I've never seen Community. Yeah, I'm not going to shame you because, like. Community uh, shaming. There, no, there, there's there's a lot of content out there, and you can only consume so much. <laughs> I know. And, and, and um, okay, so I don't know if Renee Zellweger actually knows how to read, Um so Wait, you don't know if she knows how to read? I don't know if she reads. Oh, okay. I was she like, also might not know how to read. Do you I know, mean, that would make acting really hard. Do you know the popular conspiracy theory that Glee actress Leah Michelle does not know how to read? Really? It's a real conspiracy that she is actually illiterate. And that's, we probably don't have time for that. But anyway. No, I, wanna, I need to know. Um, there's just a lot of like, like instances if you do a Leah Michelle episode, just be like, so you I'm writing it right now. Um, there's a lot of instances of like her, um, like looking at a script and then like leaning over to someone else and having them like 
mouth the words yes um and like instances of like her in public where like she'll be like given something and like look at it and then kind of like look around and then somebody else comes and is like oh it's uh, oh how nice that you wrote this like just like weird things that is weird but like also like weird how do you like i don't know I don't know. It's very... Acting's the hardest profession if you don't know how to read. (laughs) It's very exciting to me. There's lots of good, weird conspiracies out there. Um, I don't know how much I believe that one, but I know I really, really want to believe it. I really want to believe it because it's just like... I want to know if... You can do anything. If Leah Michelle can't read, you can do anything. The the only Renee Zellweger one is that she's had like plastic surgery, but who cares? Yeah. It's 2019. It's her face. Also, she doesn't look... It's like... It's not like she looks like Liza Minnelli. Right. It's not like she like... It's not like she took someone else's face. It's just she made her nose. Or maybe up. she did. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, but, well, and I, I know that Reese Witherspoon does have a book club. And so I was just like, well, I'm going to say that Renee was reading because then uh, we I get could, a sick plug like, for good old no, Reese, who I, I, I love. I think they're like, they're, they're, they're friends. The, I, I believe that they're friends. Because I think Reese is from the South or like, yeah. at least like Oklahoma. Is Oklahoma the South? Does I don't know. You're from that Missouri? area. I'm from the Midwest, which is it, just is an o- endless But like, I feel like Missouri's like cheese. near Oklahoma. I don't think so. I don't. I'm from the East Coast. I've lived on the East Coast my whole life. So I have Kansas here. <laughs> She's is, pointing to her map in the air right now. Iowa and Illinois are up in this region. Maybe you're thinking of Ohio, which would be right here, Zs. I okay. think Oklahoma's like over here. Like, see, it, this is Texas. Oklahoma's next to Colorado. Texas. I know that. Yeah. So it's still, I mean, I don't know where Reese Witherspoon's from. Yeah. I know that she has. I'm not looking this up. <laughs> her book is called Whiskey in a Teacup. Um, and she has a. She was in that movie Sweet Home Alabama, wasn't she? I don't know. You thought you were a Reese Witherspoon fan. Doesn't mean I've seen anything she's yeah, been in. Yeah, she's definitely <laughs> in Sweet Home Alabama. I think she's, and she's in the uh, Johnny Cash movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Walk the line. Um, so like that's Southerny. Yeah. All right. So, so um, let's talk a little bit about what you have going on, because uh, you know we've we've been talking a while about celebrities here, which is fun for me as someone who knows no celebrities, <laughs> yeah, who knows like eight, <laughs> who knows Amy Adams and Renee Zellweger. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, Hattie, what do you have going on these days? Well, um, I am in a little sketch group called Infinite Sketch, um, and we have a show coming up um on the. Uh, I think second Saturday in November. Um, but you can also catch us at Sketchfest at the Pit. So that's very fun. Um, and that's on the 25th, you said? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then also, um, I also have a podcast of my own, um, oh. which you can find. It is called Tadar. And it is. Uh, does it have to do with Taylor Swift? Yes, it does. That's the other celebrity I know. It is a queer reading of Taylor Swift's work. Um, oh. So if you like Taylor Swift and gay shit, um, might I recommend? Uh, I mean, uh, I do have a Taylor Swift episode of this podcast. I looked and couldn't find one. It's Who is it? very early. It's my uh, friend Courtney Davis. Oh, how cool. It was like around, I recorded around the time that like, like there was a lot of drama between Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. Right. And it was like, she was doing like the snake emoji as right. like her thing. Yeah. When she reclaimed it from when Kim and Kanye, there was a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I know I have a whole timeline. I have files. Uh, I have all of it, but I, I do have that podcast. So go give that a listen. And then. It's called Tadar? Yes. 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 So that's, there's Tadar and Infinite Sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Infinite Sketch will be back in 2020 as well. Um, cool, cool, cool. So we're working on, on cool stuff. Um, we're going to be putting out some digital videos in the not too distant future. Um, so look us up. It's a, it's a sketch show based off of the writing style of David Foster Wallace. Um, 
a fifth celebrity who I know a lot about, if oh. you can call him a literary celebrity. So, um, yeah, if, if you want really niche, <laughs> real niche stuff, um, those are your options. With there, me. There's a lot of funny people involved. Now, is uh, Tadar just you? or It's me and um, Sarah Kennedy, who um, actually previously lived in New York and now lives in New Mexico. Um, but she helped run um, Queer Film Theory and a number of other shows. Um, out here in the city. She actually just moved. So now we are recording remotely, which is a whole fun new adventure Yeah, because you got to wait for that delay. Oh, you sure do. Uh, boy, oh boy. God bless Skype recorder. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if anyone wants to find your dates and details, where can they find all that? Um, so you can follow me, and I have um, multiple posts about all these shows and things. Um, I'm at Queen Hattie Jean. That's Queen, as in Queen and then H-A-T-T-I-E-J-E-A-N on all social media except my secret Pinterest. Um, and then uh, you can also follow Infinite Sketch on Instagram. Um, and we're just at Infinite Sketch and uh, see lots of great behind-the-scenes content, promo stuff, win some contests. Uh, sometimes we give away books and also um, just Olive Garden paraphernalia. Oh, on Olive the Garden paraphernalia. Hey, you got to follow us to get the context. Very cool. <laughs> all right. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Yes, and I am. I'll post a picture of me and Hattie there. I'll tag her. You can find her easily that way. Also, I'm going to plug some of my stuff coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so you can follow my sketch team, Main Squeeze. Uh, we're Main Squeeze Sketch on Instagram. Uh, we have some shows coming up. We also are in Sketch Fest. We're on Saturday the 26th. Also, my, I'm on a musical improv team at the People's Improv Theater. We perform every Wednesday at 6 o'clock. We're called Yeti, and we have a lot of fun, and we'd love to see all of you there. Free show, so no excuse to not go. Thank you again all for listening, and thank you, Hattie, for coming out here. Hey, thank you so much, oh. and uh, I hope you have a lovely rest of your Saturday, and don't get stuck all the train. Oh, thank you. And thank you all for listening again, and we will see you all next time. Next time.